This is episode one of One Page at a Time. The more you read, the better you get with Cindy Georges. Podcasting from Virginia and Dubai. This is One Page at a Time, where we bring you strategies and resources for using books in your home. We are your hosts, Jill and Amanda. So we are starting off our podcast with a bang. We have the editor of the most recent edition of the Read Aloud Handbook. Now, this is a classic book from author Jim Trelease. We have heard about it from so many people that we knew we needed to read more and learn more about this book, and we are so glad we did. This is a wonderful resource for anybody, really, who interacts with kids, parents, grandparents, babysitters, librarians, teachers, just anybody. The thing that surprised me and really anybody that I've talked to about this book is that it has so many benefits for reading to kids of all ages, um, even and maybe even especially after they learn how to read themselves. I know a lot of people, myself included, that figured once they read to themselves, then my my job of reading is kind of done. And I was happy to find out that that we should keep reading to these kids. Cindy is amazing and has so many good insights and so much experience. I'm very, very excited about this interview. It is such a good one and really great one to start off with. So if you have any doubts about reading aloud, listen on to our interview with Cindy Georges. She's been a first grade teacher, a school librarian, a committee member for numerous children's book awards, such as the Caldecott, the Newbery, and more. She's an author and publisher and is passionate about reading aloud to audiences of children and also historically to her stuffed animals. This passion has served her well as she was asked to edit and revise the latest edition of the acclaimed and respected book, The Read Aloud Handbook, which was originally written by Jim Trelease. So welcome, Cindy Georges. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me today. We are very excited to talk to you, and especially about this book. Um, We have heard about this book and Jim Trelease from so many people. Um, and as I've gotten more into it, every chapter that I read, I just wanted to run out and give it to all of my friends and say, you have to read this. This is going to make such a difference in your life. And so I'm kind of curious about how you got involved with it and how you were um, connected with him and his book. Well, I've known the book as, you know, as a teacher and um, encountered it early on in my teaching career. And it made, it, it just reaffirmed everything I believed and more. And so I had been looking at at Jim's website one day and saw that he had retired from speaking in 2008. And so I sent him an email and just said, what's going to happen to the Read Loud Handbook? And if there is anything I can do, please let me know. And that was in 2011. And I received a lovely response from him saying that, well, we're not sure yet what we're going to do. We may just be done with it um, or I might do another edition. And then he wrote back and said, we've decided to go ahead and do one more edition. And that was the seventh edition. So, you know, I hadn't thought about it anymore. And then in in um, August of 2017, I received an email from Jim asking if I was still interested in the Read Loud Handbook. And I said, of course I am. So he invited me and about, I guess, about five other people 
to submit a proposal about how we would update the book, you know, in specific areas as well as just overall, and also about our own background with reading aloud, and um, submitted that in September of 2017, and didn't hear from him. Didn't hear from him. Thought, okay, well, he selected someone else, and then lo and behold, in November, I received kind of this cryptic email from Jim saying hope to call you soon with good news. And then about an hour later, he said, could you please call me? And he, I called him and he said, congratulations, I've selected you. And um, it's been an amazing experience from that point on. He's an incredibly lovely, generous, gracious man. We, we, we haven't met formally in person, but I've talked on the phone um, with him, of course, numerous times. And also, he sends me emails and articles and um, all sorts of things. And he, he sent me something recently saying, I need to start preparing for the ninth edition. So I'm, I'm just so thrilled and honored and humbled to be a part of this book and the legacy that he has established over the years. And really, I, I think you're right. People know this book. And you see him quoted time and time and time again about reading aloud. So um, I'm ready to take up this mantle and, and, and continue running forward with it. I am so grateful that you are taking up the mantle. And I'm so grateful that the book is going to live on and it's going to move forward. Um, I, so like I said, we've heard about it from quite a few people. But I, I, it was only recently, actually, that I first heard about it. Um, just a few months ago. And my oldest is six. So I've been a mom now for several years. And I've been reading this book. I, I read um, I read an earlier edition of it. And then I also read your edition recently. And I was reading it. And I'm just I was sitting there. I'm like, Oh, I'm so grateful that I read to my kids and, and that I had already kind of started that habit. Um, but it made me wish that I had read it earlier, you know, even with as young as my kids are. Um, so I am grateful that it's going to live on. And I feel like I'm going to give it as baby shower gifts now to any friend who, who has a kid. It's the perfect gift. <laughs> it really is. It really, really is. It just has so much good information in there. And I know we're not going to be able to cover nearly all the information. And so it's why people need to read the book. But we just wanted to give people kind of a sense of what's in there. And so um, if you wouldn't mind kind of taking a few minutes and talking about just a few of the benefits that you have found of reading aloud to kids. The primary benefit really has to be the bonding experience that occurs between a parent and a child. Kids remember years later about the experience of being read aloud to, and they might remember the books that, that were read. But when I talk to people of any age about what they remember most, it's about the time spent together with their parents and the bond that was created. So I think that has to be the, the main reason. Another benefit is the introduction to new words and the acquisition of a larger vocabulary. The number of new, or as we refer to them in the book, as rare or unique words that we hear in books far exceeds those we hear through normal conversation, daily conversation. And soon kids begin to own that vocabulary when they hear that vocabulary and they learn what those words mean. I remember reading a book to my former first graders called Sometimes I'm Bambaloo by Rachel Vale. And soon after, I had children telling me that they were feeling a little Bambaloo today. So um, we can't own something that we've never heard or we've never experienced. So that's a really important benefit of reading aloud. 
because how can children acquire rare and unique words unless they're exposed to them? And that happens um, in books and in reading aloud. And I think the third benefit um, I'd like to highlight is about creating background knowledge. How will kids learn about the world around them if we don't share information and stories about people and places and culture and nature and sports or even just basic concepts? How will they generate that literary knowledge if they don't hear fairy tales or myths or legends, poetry or classic stories? Reading aloud exposes kids and even parents with so much more than they would encounter on a daily basis from the TV or even the internet. I agree. And and those are wonderful benefits. And I think they're benefits that every parent wants for their children. They, I, No parent that I know of, you know, doesn't want those things for their children. Um, and one thing that, that surprised me when I first started hearing about the book, probably because I don't have kids at this level yet, but I first heard about the book from a friend who has kind of preteen, teenage age kids. And she was talking about reading aloud to her kids. And I just, because I'm not in that stage, I hadn't thought about it. But I'm so grateful that I heard about it before they're in that stage and that I'm now open to the idea of reading aloud to older children. And so that's one thing that I love. So is that um, is that something as well that you kind of have that experience in is reading to older kids and, oh. and getting those benefits? I'm sorry. I didn't mean to uh, get, get so excited about it. Um, definitely. We need to continue to read to kids no matter what their age and even more so as they get older. There's a, a, a study that Scholastic does that I reference quite a bit throughout the book, the Kids and Family Reading Report, and that there was a new report that just came out and they um, kind of look at the reading habits of kids, but also there's a whole part of the study that is about reading aloud. And it will show that actually in this last um, survey that reading parents reading aloud to their young children um, increased. But unfortunately, around age seven or so, it begins to decrease dramatically. And I think there's this belief that when kids begin to read independently, that we no longer read, need to read aloud to them. But that is so far from the truth. I think they need it even more. And one one thing that's really important for all of us to remember is that children's reading ability and listening level are very different. Their listening level is much higher than their reading ability. And that doesn't really catch up until about eighth grade or so. And even for some kids, it doesn't even happen then. And so we need to keep reading aloud for all the reasons I just you know, mentioned about, you know, the bonding experience, about language, about creating background knowledge, and still be bringing books and stories alive for kids. Um, there's a, a, a picture of one of my friends and colleagues, Scott Riley, um, in the book, and he's reading aloud to his teenage daughter, who isn't, you know, the most enthusiastic reader, but she is when they sit down and have that time together. And he has a great quote right in chapter one about that, that it's just their time together, that they're not worrying about anything else except enjoying that story. And he shared that, you know, one time he was reading this book and he thought, oh, she's not really engaged with it. And he said, oh, should we, should we choose another book? And she said, no, 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 I, I, I want to hear the ending of the story. I want to know what happens. And so, whether it's sitting down with a book 
or putting in an audio book um, and listening to that or or just a variety of other ways that we can bring literature alive through reading aloud to, to children of all ages is so, so important. And even if there's not a lot of time, just grab a poetry book. Um, Trevor, who his grandmother, Clara, reads to him all the time, um, he loves poetry. So find books like um, novels in verse like by Kwame Alexander or Jason Reynolds or Jackie Woodson that are so powerful that that may that really engage kids and are on topics that we can discuss with our children that might be things that maybe we don't just want to sit down and have the conversation with them but through books we can have that great conversation so please continue reading aloud to your children until you know at all ages and and maybe until they you know, graduate and leave for college or or go off to work or or do whatever but don't stop reading aloud to children once they become readers themselves and and also have them you know read to you but as Catherine patterson says who she's a, an amazing newberry author read it to me is a test let me read it to you is a gift and that's the kind of thing that we need to always keep in, in mind is the gift that we're giving to our children through reading aloud. I love that image. And I love the image of, of these older kids bonding with their parents. And one of my favorite times is when I have my kids on my lap and we have three now. So one sits on my lap and one sits on either arm of our rocking chair and we read together. And I know that they're not going to fit in that chair forever. I know they're going to get bigger, but to know that I can still have those connecting times with them by reading to them just makes me feel so much better about thinking about them getting older. And so I really, really love this, this idea, but also just the need to read to older kids that it's not something that needs to stop when they read themselves or when they start to read themselves. And so that, that made me think also, um, is there a difference like in what the kids get out of Read, when they listen to something being read aloud and when they read it themselves, is there? Are, I'm, I'm getting the feeling that those are kind of two separate things. They are because when children hear a story read aloud, they hear the richness and the flow of language in a way that we don't always hear in, you know, just kind of in our own ear when we're reading to ourselves. And so I, I don't know if you've ever done this. I, I do this quite frequently. Um, sometimes to my husband's chagrin, but um, I'll be reading something. And I'll just say, oh, you have to listen to this, or isn't this a beautiful passage in this book, or even, you know, something in the newspaper. There's something about hearing it is so different from just kind of, you know, looking at it and, and reading it in our in our heads. Um, but I, I'm often spontaneous and just go, oh, I want to I want to hear how that sounds when I read it aloud. And for many kids, hearing the story being read aloud also enables them to have access to books and stories that they might not be able to read on their own. And I, I think that with reading aloud, it's also one of the ways that we, uh, my friend Megan Sloan says, we bless a book. We say, this is a really good book. Um, and I wanted to share it with you. And so it's very, very different um, as far as not only the purpose, but also the end result. And again, always keep in mind about that amazing bonding experience that you have with your children when you read aloud to them, as opposed to saying, okay, why don't you go read by yourself for 20 minutes? Let's read this together for 20 minutes. 
I agree. You're making me want to go grab my kids and read to them right now. And like I said, I'm very grateful and I'm very lucky. I grew up in a, a house where we read all the time and I'm, I was a librarian for a few years before I had kids. And so I'm very lucky that I had that foundation before I had kids, but I know a lot of families don't have that already ingrained in them. And so we're kind of wondering if you had any thoughts or recommendations for a family who maybe isn't in the habit of already reading aloud and maybe trying to start that habit or wanting to. I think that first kids also, they need to see their parents reading. Um, it's, it's like, you know, do as I say, not as I do. I mean, parents need to also maybe rediscover themselves as readers and then talk to their children about what they're reading. Just designate times during the day to read aloud. It might be at mealtime. It might be a great little story right before they go off to school. And of course, before bedtime, or as I mentioned earlier, even listening to an audiobook during trips to and from school or even to the grocery store or wherever you're traveling um, or even on family vacations, um, just pop in an audiobook. There's a lot of them available um, at the public library. And if children are older, think about what they might be interested in and, and read aloud books about that topic or read aloud a poem, as I mentioned, to get started. And if kids are reluctant, then a lot of times it just means that they haven't found the joy or the value of books in their life because reading might be too difficult or they haven't found the format that interests them. So we need to honor kids' choices in the books that we read aloud. It might be comic books or graphic novels or nonfiction or even pop-up books. But the purpose of reading aloud is for you and your child to discover the pleasure of stories and it doesn't matter when you start, start today. You know, grab a book, start today, and um, start reading aloud. And I, I want to just add one more thing um, that dads need to be reading aloud to their children. Many children don't see men reading aloud because a lot of teachers are women. And if they don't have dad reading to them at home, then they may not view reading as a masculine activity. I have a chapter in the Read Loud Handbook about the importance of dads and also suggestions for books for them to read loud and also ways to incorporate reading aloud into their children's lives. I agree. And it's a great chapter. I love that chapter. And I definitely want my husband to read it. Um, and you mentioned several books. And so I did want to mention as well that along with the handbook and along with the ideas of why we should read aloud to our kids and how we should do it is there's also this, you call it a giant treasury of great books. Um, so a good portion of the book is simply ideas and suggestions of books you can read with your kids. And I was, I was looking through it and I, like I said, I'm a pretty, pretty big reader, but there was still quite a few that I haven't read yet. So I am, I am excited to have this treasury to get started. And so as you were saying, you know, as a suggestion to get started, to read yourself, this is a great resource to have to find these books that are already put out there as great books. Well, they're the I kept the format of the book because I just think that's it's such a great format where half of the book is about the research. Um, the rationale, the, you know, a lot of information, do's and don'ts about reading aloud. Um, and then the other half is, as you said, that treasury of recommended read alouds. And there, I kept a lot of the classics like Charlotte's Web and Make Way for Ducklings, Where the Wild Things Are, those, those wonderful books that have withstood the test of time. But I also did an extensive update um, for the treasury and included about 200 new books 
my background is in children's literature, and so I'm constantly reading and um, reading to kids, trying to find out what are those books that kind of grab their attention. So I included a lot of new books and tried to reorganize that section a little bit more. So there's wordless picture books and predictable and rhyming stories. And um, I've included a, a section on series books because you know that's where we a lot of times grab kids as readers um, because then they want to read more about that character. Um, of course, chapter books and novels and poetry and nonfiction are all in there. And they're all really great books for reading aloud. They're they're tested um, for reading aloud. Which is so wonderful. And I'm very excited to get into it myself. So we've got we've got one more question for you. But before we get to that, um, where could people go to find out more about the book or more about you and, and um, reading aloud to their kids? Well, I'm on social media, Cindy Georges, um, and, on Twitter and Instagram. Um, I have a Facebook page, Read Loud Handbook. And I also have my own website, uh, cindygeorges.com. So I'm constantly updating on my Facebook page, on my Read Loud Handbook Facebook page. I'm always doing more recommended books because there's still a lot of books that keep coming out. And, you know, as soon as a book was published, it's like, darn, I really wanted that book in there. But this is a way for me to um, keep putting out new uh, recommended read alouds. And, and I do that, of course, um, through Twitter and, and Instagram as well. But those are probably four um, places. And if you go to my website, cindygeorges.com, um, you can get any of those links to social media. That is wonderful. And I am definitely going to start following you so that I can get those book recommendations and keep reading to my kids. Great. We like to give people one thing that they can start doing and working on. Wanted to end with what your one takeaway is for people this week. I think just um, believe in the power of story and pick up a book, listen to stories, um, just believe in the power of stories. Stories can change people's lives. When we read about maybe someone like ourselves or read about somebody who is very different from who we are, but went, you know, sustained and, and found the, the power within themselves to, to overcome challenges and obstacles, just believe in the power of stories. We are all about stories and just sitting down and talking to each other, but more importantly, just finding those stories that we may not have access to um, because we may not know that author, illustrator, or that person um, you know that in the, is in the news that maybe we're hearing about. And there's been a book, I think, about Malala, and and just there's a number of biographies about her. And pick up one of those and read about her. But pick up a book, believe in the power of stories, because um, author Kate DiCamillo, who I just love, says you know reading aloud makes readers, reading aloud makes writers, reading aloud changes lives. And that's what we want to remember. I agree. And that is a wonderful note to leave people on because there's just don't say it much better than that. So thank you so much, Cindy, for joining us today. And thank you so much for the work that you're doing, keeping the Read Aloud Handbook alive. We are so grateful to you. Well, I am so grateful to Jim Trelease for this opportunity. And I want to thank you for giving me this opportunity to talk about reading aloud because I don't think there's any greater gift, as I said, that we can give to our children than sitting down and reading aloud a book and talking about it 
and just engaging in that power of story. I agree. I definitely agree. What a great interview. This was such a good foundation to the podcast because, well, I'm, so I'm going to say something that Cindy said and then talk about how I am not doing it. So she, <laughs> so she said that often parents need to rediscover themselves as readers. And that's my takeaway from this for me to apply personally to myself because I have not been an avid reader for many years of my life. I used to be. And then somewhere around, you know, junior high, I stopped reading for fun, I, I think. And I never want people listening to our show to think of us as perfect in books and reading. And if, like, we do not have it down. And full disclosure, <laughs> That's why we started the podcast. We want this information as much as we want to share the information. And this is where I need to start for me is to rediscover myself as a reader so that I can, I can model it for my children and they can see that it is so important. I see it as a very important thing for my children but the thing that I love about when she said that too is that it's not too late. You as a parent might feel like, oh, I never read myself. So how on earth am I going to do it with my kid? Start. If you don't read yourself, start. Find a book. She's got this amazing treasury of books in the Read Aloud Handbook that are all sorts of reading levels. So wherever you're at, there's going to be something in there for you, not just your kids, for you to enjoy. Um, so pick one out and just start, start reading something and your kids will see you, like you said, Amanda. Um, so I love that idea. I love that thought that it's not too late. So you don't read yourself. It doesn't matter. Start reading, get into it. Yeah. <laughs> and I love that it's called the treasury. I just want to yes. say some noun appreciation there. So the more you read, the better you get. Uh, we chose this as the episode title for this. It's a quote by Jim Trelease, the original author of the Read Aloud Handbook. And that, to me, is my greatest takeaway from this episode. Because the more you read, the better you get. Right now, I'm not reading a whole lot. <laughs> so if I read more, I will get better. That in so many different ways, you get better. You improve yourself. You, you're becoming. Amanda, were you... Were you in D.C. when I was trying to do my um, my best picture marathon? I was trying to watch all of the best picture Academy Award winning movies in a year. Were you in D.C. when I was doing this? I may have been. Does this sound familiar? It does. So it was it was a grand a grand plan, and I I had this whole system down. And I was getting through them and I realized partway through, I was getting so just sad and depressed. I, I, and I realized that all of these movies are very sad and emotional movies. They so are. I ended up stopping. <laughs> I made it maybe halfway through. I ended up stopping. I never picked it back up again. But I, I loved the, this, the, the, the process that I was going through of, of going through these movies. So I want to do something similar with this treasury of books. And I feel like it's going to have much better results because... They're not going to make me they're happier. They're not going to make me sad. And even I'm sure there's some, you know, more emotional books in there. 
but it's not going to be the same. And so I'm really excited. I, that's my new, that's my new yearly goal. Maybe I'll start it. 2020 is going to be my year to read the read aloud handbook treasury of books. Awesome. That's a great goal. I will cheer you on. <laughs> I don't awesome. know if I can commit to that. <laughs> Maybe if we had a library, I would commit. Yeah, I definitely have. I have a leg up on you in that. I not only have my library, but all sorts of libraries around that I can access. So I'll take I'll take that bullet for us. I'll read through and let everyone know how it goes. Oh, thanks, Jill. And if you want to do my journey. Go for it. <laughs> yep. So pick up Cindy George's edition of the Read Aloud Handbook and we can read through the treasury together. And if you enjoy this episode, we are a brand new podcast. So it's really important that you let us know. Hit the subscribe button so that you are updated. We're going to be publishing weekly, but hit the subscribe button. Head on over to our website. We've got an Instagram account. We've got a website. We've got Facebook, I think. I don't know if that's going yet. I think we have it, but... <laughs> oh, it's going to go. It's going to go. It's going to go. If it's not going yet. So try and find us on um, on your preferred method. Reach out to us. Let us know that you enjoyed the podcast. Let us know what you want to hear more of. And we will see you next week. 